1: I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
3: Combinations in sprint car racing are tough to come by. And when I'm talking about combinations, pairings, I'm talking about drivers and crew chiefs. But yet you see it when you see Carl Kinzer and Steve Kinzer. When you see uh, Donnie Schatz and Ricky Warner. Okay? When you see combinations later on the program. We're going to talk about one of those combinations. Guy Forbrook and Danny Lasoski. Yeah. Combinations are tough to come by. Aaron, you've been a driver where we're, you know, you you've gotten the best crew chief in the industry. And OK, it didn't do what you wanted it to do. It's the combinations driver crew chief combination in the sport is just a it's 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 voodoo magic or something.
4: It really is. And I mean, my, my driving career was short, but I can tell you that having a crew chief that truly believes in you is a huge factor having a crew chief that understands your feedback it, and a crew chief that also you know sets the car up to your driving style yeah. like it there's a there's a whole list of things that you need to work together on and if one of you doesn't believe in the other or one of you doesn't have confidence or the car's not put like there's so many factors that can affect it in a negative way and there's so many factors that have to be right For it to be positive. It's really interesting. And and like you said, I worked with Guy Forbrook for half a season and I, he's like a buddy of mine we we still keep in touch to this day but it didn't work with him and I as a crew chief you know he had all these drivers like Sammy and people that just got in and just drove the wheels off yeah, whatever he had and I, my driving style wasn't like that I like the car to be a little freer I needed to feel it better and for whatever reason it just didn't it just yeah. didn't work so it's uh it's a if we all had the answers there'd be a million great combinations right. of crew chiefs but to right. find that special person during your career is yeah, it, game changer. It
3: really is when you look at that. When you when when you look at that, and 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 look, look at look at Lance and Davey and Donnie Kreitz and that yep. combination, and, and it's just good. I set all of this up because we I, I'm and and we may we may talk to this guy and he may say no, I hate my driver. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk to Barry Jackson and him and Brett Marks. We talked to Brett last week on on our Wing Nation program on Tuesday, and it almost sounds to me like we're starting to find a little bit of that there. Well, oh, I think the for, results are showing. The it.
4: results, for sure. I mean, yeah, they've won the last two races that they've completed. Yeah. But before that, there was like ten podium finishes. Yeah, if this Larson's season.
3: not around, if Larson's yeah. not around, they're they're sitting yeah. here with six or eight wins or ten wins.
4: You know, Barry's had success with a number of different drivers, so it'll be interesting to get his take on what he thinks it it takes to have that. that yeah. Voodoo magic, right, as you said
3: absolutely. And and we're here with Brent Marks, uh, and they're all of a sudden they're getting hot yeah. when when it's time to get hot. And and they made some interesting decisions too, not to be on the road and, and different other things. They they were the, they, they didn't go to Knoxville this week. Everyone went to Knoxville. They yeah. didn't go to Knoxville this week. So uh, we're going to talk to Barry Jackson. She is Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Post. It's Wing Nation presented by Dean, by DRF Racing Fluids and by Hercules Tires. We're in the Hercules Tire Studio in Concord, North Carolina. So and Barry's just boy, if you want to know anything about anything on a sprint car and and you're able to mm-hmm. get a five minutes with him at the racetrack or on the phone barry will just give you it's black and white this is the story this is what we're doing yeah. and this is why and it's uh, just good and uh, so we're going to talk about all of that With Barry Jackson. It is going to be great. You know, the auto industry is the backbone of America's economy, and Ford chooses to invest more in America because of its rich heritage here. The Blue Oval employs more U.S. hourly workers and assembles more vehicles in America than any other automaker by a wide margin. So, whether it's a Ford dealer in Kentucky or a technician in Indiana or an engineer in Michigan, we're proud to have them as part of the team. Ford built for america so uh with that i really appreciate our friends at ford and the partnership but uh yeah we're going to talk to barry jackson get into this whole partnership thing and how this is working and like i said on paper it's certainly looking good also looking good and sounding good is california 360 sprint car racing pack your uh, elbows up uh, driver's suit. Make sure when you run in California, <laughs> you got some wiggle room in those, in those yep. sleeves, because you're going to be elbows up in Ocean Speedway in Watsonville, one of the best tracks on the planet. Uh, check this out. Give this a listen. Justin Sanders, or Saunders, first repeat winner in the Taco Bravo Sprints. Flow Racing, Stephen Blakesley with the call.
1: And now for the Dry Dean, death-defying move of the week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track move. Tanner Carr got a little hung up in the berm there on the bottom, side by side for second. Sanders jumps inside. Oh wow! What a move by Justin Sanders, a three-wide maneuver, and he takes the lead. What was that?
2: That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit DryDean.com for more information.
1: Pride. Passion.
0: Performance.
4: We are. We are. We are Team DryDean.
1: isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength.
3: It is Wing Nation, presented by Dean by DRF Racing Fluids, and by Hercules Tires. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. One of our favorite guests, when we get a chance to to chat with him, is uh, Barry Jackson joins us. Hello, Barry. Welcome back to Wing Nation.
2: Hi, Steve. How are you doing?
3: I am doing well. Um, what a weird season you're in the middle of. Okay, totally different from what you've done the last few years. And, and, and we want to dig into some of that and the rationale and the reasoning. But just as we sit here, middle of August... Um, how are things going for you guys with Brett marks at the wheel of your car
2: well um yes it is a a, a weird year <laughs> with the covid you know the coronavirus uh issues and so forth it's 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 turned uh you know a lot of things upside down and uh you know actually you know we we had made a decision <clears throat> uh before the season even started that we weren't going to run. You know, after seven straight years of being on the road with World of Outlaws, we were going to open up our schedule and, uh, you know, pick and choose and, you know, run some different things and run a bunch more races back around home here, you know, the good races. And so we kind of had a schedule laid out, which soon just kind of got thrown in the trash can and, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, we, we just had to adapt. You know, to everything that was being thrown at us, you know, we we went to Florida and got off to a slow start, you know, down there, and we came back here, worked on a few things, and we were planning on. We actually ran a couple races here. I I can't remember exactly. I think maybe two at Port Royal and one at Williams Grove and actually got some things going in a good direction there and then we were off to texas and that's i think it was thursday night in the (laughs) hotel in texas getting ready for the outlaw races to resume and is when the covid started hitting all the basketball and everything else that was was happening so Next morning we're on the way to the racetrack race got canceled. So we trucked back and made it in time for port Royal on Sunday (laughs) or Saturday. I'm I'm not even sure which, but so uh, to answer your question, you know, I'm actually glad that we had the free, you know, we weren't tied into running the outlaws this year. So it gave us a lot of freedom to, you know, really adapt our schedule. And, and actually I'm, I'm grateful. And, and, I feel fortunate we've been able to actually race a lot of races and, you know, a lot of good races too. So um, with having that flexibility and not, being, you know, being tied into a contract where we race, you know, certain races, it's worked out pretty well for us. So, you know, as opposed to, I feel kind of lucky here. um, You compare it to some certain other sports and, you know, you look at the, NHRA and so forth and those you know, those those guys they've really had to make a lot of changes over there. They haven't got to race a whole lot and I feel bad for those guys. I mean you have an icon like John Force that basically had to park his team until next year to, you know, survive this. So uh you know, the way where we set right here, right now, I feel fortunate with what we've been able to do.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the sprint car world has run a lot more races than a lot of other forms of motorsports in sports in general. Uh, Barry, you, you didn't really talk about one different factor this year. You have Brent Marks behind the wheel. You've been on the road with the Outlaws for seven years. You've worked with some of the best drivers. What is it like to start a year fresh with a new driver? What are some of the first um, things that you kind of have to go through? You have to learn each other. You you, you know, what what is that like the first few races?
2: Well. It- you know, one thing that kind of hit us is I, I think we we fell a little bit behind last year with our entire program. So we were starting the year with a lot of new pieces. I wasn't building our own cars anymore, and uh, I got new cars in here. Russell with RPM, Chassis um, is building our cars now. He used to work for me at JEI and so forth, and we have a good working relationship. And, you know, so uh was i'm happy with that decision uh so we have new cars we've got a bunch of new engine packages we've been working on and so forth uh so then you throw a new driver into that mix and with 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 brent um you know he's a little taller than some of the drivers we have which means that they're going to be a little you know he's going to be a little heavier and and i think it took a while to figure out our weight balance and so forth and we're still uh, you know, I feel really, really good about where we're at right now as far as our racing. We pass a lot of cars, and we're racing in A-mains very, very well. Um, we we still got a ways to go in our qualifying, and we're working on that. And, and that was part of, um, part of the reason for changing our schedule up as it went. You know, I wanted to build – I had to make some decisions partway through the season to, like, we're not going in the right direction here let's uh let's let's just work back home where I'm very familiar with the tracks around here. Brent's got a lot of experience around here he grew- you know he cut his teeth around here, so let's go back and just grow this thing from the ground up and get things going in the right direction because if you don't get it going in the right direction uh you know this Aaron from driving in the past you you gotta get your confidence level up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to get some momentum building, and I feel like we've got that from from right before PA Speed Week, and then especially through PA Speed Week, and ever since we're we're rolling pretty good.
3: We talk about confidence, Barry, and and yeah, you did, and we joked around. We had Brent on the show last week, but I think I joked around after going to Pennsylvania Speed Week that that poor Barry and Brent. If it wasn't for Kyle Larson, how many wins they'd come out of there? You you get this confidence. <laughs> yeah. It's confidence in running well, but boy, finally kicking the door down to victory lane is uh, uh, you know that that had to be a huge relief after all those strong runs.
2: Yeah, and 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 hey, uh, let's face it, <laughs> uh, running second to Kyle Larson and Paul Silver right now is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, no,
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
2: they're doing it. They're doing an awesome job, and they're you know super fast. Kyle's super smart you know, out there with lap traffic and, you know, they got you know, Paul has that car going really good all the time. Uh so yeah, I think we ran second to Kyle there. Uh we had a we had a second to him at, at Peavley at the Outlaw Show a little earlier this year and then I think we ran second to him uh three or four more times um you know throughout Speed Week and then the Weikert Memorial. And so, you know, yeah, through that whole thing the confidence was building and, and and you could see we were kind of getting all in the right direction and you know, we've actually I think we had seven seconds before we actually in five thirds uh before we actually won a race. But it it's just a matter of building that confidence kinda of once you do sometimes once you just start clicking things off then um, it just happens. But you got to knock on that door before, you know, the more you knock on the door, the more, you know, you'll get it beat down sooner or later. And, and since that, we've won two in a row. So, <laughs> um, you know, feel good about, you know, where we are, where we're heading.
4: Yeah, you're on a great roll. Barry, you talked about going back to Pennsylvania and kind of building the team back up. You said you're comfortable with the tracks, and Brent cut his teeth there. But, how nice is it to to be within driving distance of your home and to have more time in your shop? Does that make a big difference?
2: uh, just probably like I say, after spending seven straight years on the outlaw tour, and it's even a little tougher here from Pennsylvania because like say the guys that run the outlaw tour they're from in the area and so forth, they get to get back more so when being clear over here, you know we end up spending twenty six twenty eight weeks of the season on the road and long stretches of time that you're just not here. So from every from every aspect, yes. And then also like just as it relates to the race and being able to come back to the shop and because we can, you know, we do build a lot of our components and so forth and you can make tweaks on this and that. So and then you're going back to the same places so you can really take and make some changes, and do it methodically where you can, you know, you're just not taking guesses at it. And, the, you know, the tire stuff has changed some over the last couple of years, and you get you get going in some wrong directions and so forth. And it, it was just a good way to figure it all out, and it, it works out. And, and as far as being home, it's kind of, and especially this year with the COVID stuff, I know a couple of times we did travel right after it kind of, <laughs> we got back on again i wasn't real comfortable being out there in hotels and the restaurant situation's not very simple so it you know it's just it's nice to be at home and be around your family and you know be in your own house and cook your own food and (laughs) a lot of good things about it
3: no doubt there really Mm -hmm. is there really is but you got i mean you, you know Hotel parking lots. I mean, you know, I mean, and and, uh, and, and late night in hotel parking lots. I mean, you got to miss that, don't you, Barry? Um, <laughs> I miss
2: some of that.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, there are certain things that I miss about that. I hated to not be at Knoxville this year because yep. we've always had a good car at Knoxville. Yep. But we kind of got caught up in a situation here. We never had an intention to race for a championship at Williams Grove and, and this and that. But as things went along here and then the King's Royal was canceled and we're just, we hadn't missed any race at Williams Grove. All of a sudden we look and we're like right there. And then we took points lead. So it's like, you know, it, uh, it just, it, you know, it's not a, a championship that I've ever been able to chase because of running all over the country and so forth. As long as I've been doing this, I haven't been able to, you know, get a Williams Grove deal. So we're in the in the battle. You know, we're in the battle for that. It won't be easy. Uh, you know, uh, you got some quality teams and drivers like Danny Dietrich and Little Freddie, and and you know they won't. It'll be tough.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Williams Grove Championship is not something small to accomplish, uh, Gary uh, Barry. Talking about being at home, you have a grandson that's racing quarter midgets, don't you? Is it been nice to have a little chance to be around that?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, that kind of got shut down for a while too. Um, but it was kind of neat. We this past weekend uh, they had a big event down at down at uh, BAPS for the quarter midgets. I think it was actually a national thing and uh they actually got Brent to be the Grand Marshal for that, and we took a race car down for show car, so it was a good deal to do for the kids and everything so it was a neat deal. We squeezed that in between uh Saturday between Williams Grove Friday night and Saturday night at Port Royal so yes, he's moved up a class it's a little tougher for him, but he's yes, it's just being just being able to you know be around the grandkids and it, it's special and uh you know, be around my entire family that you know, it it's there's a lot to be said for that, you know, versus being on the road as much as we've been the last, you know, seven, eight years.
3: It really is. It, it it really is. Especially this year with all the uncertainty mm. in the world with COVID and everything else. Um, I, 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 I do travel with the NASCAR stuff, and every time I check into a hotel room, I think about it. It's in your mind and mm-hmm. everything else, and you, you just kind of – it it's a weird, weird year, that is for sure. We had Brent on the show last week, and, and he had talked about uh, similarly, you know, the, the Williams Grove Championship is all of a sudden in view. But one of the other things he talked about, Barry, is that once Knoxville is cleared, yeah, there's some good world of outlaw racing. But the schedule as it sits now, Pennsylvania is a pretty good spot to be based for for the month of September and October. And you guys have got to feel good about some big money races coming up in your backyard there.
2: Well, exactly. And that's that was the other thing about like the Knoxville decision. You know, uh, it was a little it was. If it had been the Knoxville Nationals, we would have been at the Knoxville Nationals and not taking anything away uh, from what they did out there. You know, everybody's doing what they have to do and, you know, and still providing good shows. But because the capacity had to be limited and so forth out there, they couldn't run the normal Knoxville Nationals. So I'm like, well. You know, if there's a year to miss, based on everything we got going here, and we have some gigantic races coming up in here, the Tuscarora 50, you know that that's a big one, and the Williams Grove National Open, and then a two-day Outlaw Show at the uh, at Port Royal after the National Open, as well as the Dirt Classic at Lincoln and uh, the Jim race up at Sealyings Grove. There's a lot of high-pain races yeah. coming up in here, and I felt it was just best to keep a momentum, uh stay, you know, because we we'll I'm sure we'll have Kyle rolling back in here. And <laughs> and we we were kind of, you know, we've been close to him at these places, but we got to get a little bit better if we if we want to try to beat him. So, um we we're just putting the time in and I feel like every time we go to these places we're getting a little bit better each time. And uh, you know, dirt tracks are, you know, they're not predictable and they always throw you a curveball and so forth. But, you know, we're we're you know, we're gaining on it and getting rolling pretty good at these places. So we get we get our qualifying stuff up here a little bit and get in good position at those races. I like our chances.
4: Barry, the other thing that Brent told us was that you could be a little bit a little bit tough on him. He said he appreciated it, but having had his own team for so long, he said that you were really clear, open, but you could be tough on him in a good way. How is the that, that work? You like we we talked about at the beginning of the the, uh, the segment. You've worked with a lot of great drivers, but that that dynamic, that relationship, has it started to really form with Brent?
2: Yeah, I think so. And that's that's a that's always a tough subject. Um in and, and and different people um deal with it better than others and so forth. And it's not like it's a screaming match. There's been none of those. Um, but sometimes you just have to, you just have to be a, I relate it to being a, you know, hardcore football coach,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's not going to sink in if, if you just have to sometimes be t- you know, tough. Yeah. If you're a real competitive person, um, you'll understand and, uh, you know, I want to win uh all the people around us want to win and we you know we have to we understand that we're kind of rebuilding here and it's going well and um you know but there are times that you have to you know I'm sure you know back in the day when Donnie Schatz was first starting out and he had Kenny Woodruff uh you know, I'm sure Kenny was tough on. Mm-hmm. I know Carl Kinsler used to be tough on Mark Kinsler, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and so forth. Willie Kane was tough with his his drivers. Um, I, I just think it makes you better, and you have to do it the right way. And you don't, you know, have a shouting match in your trailer every night. But sometimes you just have to be stern and tell it how it is. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, and I think that's the thing. Yep. And the, the the beauty of it is, is the re- the response, the progress you guys are making. Uh, the the you know the wheels haven't fallen off after those moments. It looks like the wheels have gotten better yep. after those moments, and and you see it. I I want to ask you about something, and, and I'm just marvelled at Brent's ability at Port Royal. <laughs> um, and I'm I, I'm that race he won a couple weeks ago. I mean, there were guys running the cushion, and he drove around the outside of them. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm watching on. On flow racing, and it takes my breath away. Okay, you're the one's got to repair this car, and he's using the wall as a, he's using the wall as a, as a as a launch pad off from there. I mean, when when he's right, when that car's right, that that is a thing of beauty to watch up there.
2: Yeah, he's 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 very impressive. I think that's why he's been pretty successful at Eldora and so forth. Like yeah, last true. year, he came mm-hmm. up and ran third in Kings Royal unfortunately we didn't get to go to that we were really looking forward to outdoor this year, but we haven't got to go there. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he, he isn't afraid of the fence up there for sure. And, uh, I, I kind of saw that immediately this year and I think the first race we ran up there and, uh, you know, the, the, that's, you know, we're, one of the reasons we're really looking forward to, you know, all the big races coming up. I, I love going to Port Royal. It, Steve and his guys have done such a fabulous job with the facility and, and also just how, how good their, their shows that they're promoting are. Um, we've had a lot of good races there the Wiker weekend. Uh, we're coming back to make up the dream race this weekend, another 10,000 win race. Um, and and I'll tell you how aggressive they are. We have three features there this weekend. <laughs> so that's that's going to be challenging. I don't I don't think in all my years that I've ever uh, ran three complete A mains in one night. <laughs> wow. So we're still trying to work out. And, and unfortunately, we were up against the wall on lap one on Saturday night. And then, uh, that gap closed up because somebody spun up across there and we had nowhere to go. So we, <laughs> we lost a race car. Uh, there on saturday night but uh we're we're working hard here in the shop to get everything back in line and got plenty of cars
4: (laughs) i I love brent's aggressiveness i think when we had him on the show he said oh yeah the port royal wall is one that doesn't suck you in you can actually use it to your advantage and i'm looking like i don't think i ever met a wall that didn't suck me in and (laughs) take me for a ride
2: it it's kind of i i was at uh at at the Tusker 50 with Kerry Madsen last year, late in the season, and Aaron, I, I watched Aaron Reitzel do some stuff that night oh. that I I was I was I just left the that, the weekend up there absolutely like I've ne- you know hadn't seen it before. Well, now I'm seeing it kind of in our own car. Uh, with Brent doing kind of the same thing. I mean, I actually, the, the dirt was building up on the wall back there coming off too. And right. So was just kind of using that dirt and the wall. And it, it was, it was incredible the speed that he was making doing that. And, and now, you know, I see Brent doing a lot of the same things. It's, it's pretty fun to watch it. Yeah. It's a little nerve wracking too, because you don't know when your car—if your car—is coming back.
4: Man, it is really fun to watch, though, watching those oh, guys God. make that work <laughs> lap after lap. Barry, one thing I wanted to ask you about too—you both, you and Brent—both talked about qualifying is something that you need to work on. And Brent's been very open over the years that qualifying is not his his strong suit. He got a million hard chargers racing with the Outlaws, but qualifying wasn't his specialty, what are some things that you can work on to make qualifying better? I know you know you guys have wonderful engine package chassis set up and but where where does the work come in if you want to improve on qualifying
2: it's it's that's still a that's still a little bit of a mystery um and and i haven't been able to you know Brent and I talk about it all the time we'll talk about it after we qualify and like and and talk about it before we're going to qualify lines to run and so forth and 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 I don't I don't think we still have our finger on it and it's just so important it's so important because I know let's just a lot of these places Brent can run with any of the, anybody at any time but we in the outlaw races you have to qualify good you, you, you have to be in the dash, and even sometimes then you have to get a good dash draw because everybody's so equal up there that that's what separates it. So like when here a, little, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when the Outlaws were in here, we qualified bad at Lincoln. We start 24th. Well, we roll right up to ninth, and we're challenging all the you know really good guys at the end of the race, but you can't start 24th. Mm-hmm. And then it was the same at Williamsgrove. We started 17th and ran 6th. Hmm. Um and that's just due to bad qualifying and, and it's not something I'm just totally, you know, we're not pointing our finger at him. We need to work on it together Mm -hmm. as, as, you know, just grow things. We have to work on it together. Uh, you know, one of the things is hurting us a little bit. Brent's about six, two, and he's not a heavy guy, but when you're six, two, you're going to weigh more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, our cars have always been with you know the little hundred and fifty pounders that I've had. They've always been pretty close to being you know at the weight limit. So now we're seeing our car roll across the scales seventy five eighty pounds heavier. Well, as close as everybody isn't qualifying anymore, um, you wow. you know it that weight makes a difference at that point in the night. I don't. I actually think the weight can help you later in the night when it starts to get mm-hmm. slick and so forth. So I know that that's something that we're, we're going to work on. Uh, one thing that's going to help, the uh, outlaws are raising the weight limit, 10, 25 pounds next year, so we get there. And <laughs> we're just going to make a deal with Brent. We're going to go pound to pound. We're going to have a have a battle here. For every pound he takes, we'll find a pound on the race car. So <laughs> <laughs> we've talked to him. We joked to him about that. And like I say, it's not like he's overweight, but be, because he is, is taller than what I even realized. And that was some of our problem in the beginning with it, just there was more pre- rear percentage weight in, in these race cars and so forth. And, and we've just, you know, made adjustments and so forth. But we have to try to get our weights down a little bit and, you know, tr- trim on our cars a little bit more. You, you can only go so far with that because we already got pretty light stuff. And, you know, I don't want to do anything to sacrifice durability, too. We need to be able to wrap the right rear off that uh wall at Port Royal and still survive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a little two for one. Brent, you lose one, we'll lose one for you. A little two yeah, for one special. <laughs> you know,
2: with, but I feel like we can probably go about, I, I think if he works hard on conditioning and so forth, he can probably get 20 pounds. We can probably get 20 pounds. So you, you oh, had that 40 on the 25 that, you know, now we're getting right in the ballpark. So that's just a goal that we're we're going to shoot for here for next year.
3: It's fascinating to hear you talk about that. We had David Gravel on earlier, and he had to race Logan Schuhart seventeen laps before he could pass him. That's how tough things are at Knoxville, mm-hmm. which which, which but they're both really really good there. But you talk about running from twenty fourth to ninth or seventeenth to sixth yeah. when you get up there. When 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 it takes David Gravel seventeen laps to pass a guy at Knoxville, that's how tough competition is. You you can't start behind all these guys.
2: So yeah, exactly. Uh... It just, you know, we've ran a lot of different formats, which is kind of neat, Yeah, running the different formats and so forth. And so, you know, it's a little easier to pass cars around here in some of those formats, the way things are lined up. But when you get into that top 10 of the World of Outlaw deal, everything is so close. And that's why you hear those guys always kind of praying for a good dash draw. I kind of wish that they could figure something out that, It wasn't about spinning a wheel or drawing a Mm -hmm. number out of a a can, you know, that kind of really makes and breaks your night. I wish they could figure something out through some type of little point system or something through a night that you'd actually earn it or, you know, where you more earn where you start. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's just how close it is. And, you know, that's just, uh, you know, what we have to deal with.
3: Yep. Barry, I'm telling you, I always love when we chat, whether it's at the racetrack or here on Wing Nation. We appreciate your time, your insight, your passion for the sport. And uh we wish you the best as the month of money moves to Pennsylvania and you got a pretty good, pretty good hot rod and pretty good driver up there. Thanks again for joining us here on Wing Nation.
2: Okay, thank you. Appreciate
3: it. There we go. Barry Jackson joining us here. Man, I'm telling you what, that guy, boy, I'll tell you there is some wisdom there.
4: There really is. There's a
3: lot there. And 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 that's the thing I like he he you know that's a tough question you asked about the relationship when Brent said you had to be hard on him. That yeah. is a tough question, and nobody wants to talk about it, but it's black and white. It's pretty yeah. simple really and and it
4: is an important aspect you know the driver in my opinion has to respect the crew chief and the crew chief especially in his case, has so much experience and has worked oh, with so God, many different yeah. drivers that, yeah, and then, and then asking about qualifying, like, that was kind of another tw- tough question, but his answer made so much sense. Yeah. That much weight difference in these cars makes a...
3: Especially early yeah. in the night. When like- I
4: was racing sprint cars and there was even less of a, a weight, you know, rule, they used to say six pounds equal one horsepower. So I, I always remembered that because I was like, man, if I lose like 10 pounds, I could, you know, it's- Wow.
3: Yeah, and you think of them, yeah. the balance I'm of the sure race Yeah, I'm sure that's
4: car. maybe not and, you today. You know, but... about
3: those little 150-pounders that used to have the balance of the yeah. race car and everything. 150
4: yeah, 150-pounders, yeah. that made me laugh. I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, I, I love.
4: Well, you now think about you... Kyle Larson, Logan Shuhar, David Gravel. Brad Sweet. Brad Sweet, they're not very tall.
3: No, you look at how much weight Donnie Schatz has taken off. Yes. You think about what Donnie Schatz was 10 years ago, what Donnie Schatz mm-hmm. is now. You think about all of that. You're right, exactly. Interesting. Poor old Danny Dietrich and Dominic Selzy. They've got to get away from those pizza parties and the taco challenges. Oh, hey,
4: man. Hey, they aren't running too bad for yeah, all
3: No, them. they're doing pretty good also. They're doing... Hey, here's the other thing. I've walked into that truck, okay? I walk into Barry's truck, and you want to talk about... It's disgustingly organized. No, I mean, Barry is buttoned up. Oh, yeah. He is buttoned up with everything. Uh, He is very, very organized. And one of the tools he used is Heptor Racing products, okay? HRP, they know sprint car racing. They know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match quality performance and design. Top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built units.
4: And they're always adding. Like new cordless tool charging station, sleek in design, they hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights, and battery chargers. It keeps clutter from your workbench, and their roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer.
3: You walk onto that truck and it's all organized, all oh, with I HRP this and everything like that. I mean, it's like, man, I'm telling you what, Barry, Barry runs a, a I, I hope I hope y'all listening enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed yeah. talking with them. Man, I, I'm 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 all pumped up about them. I want to see go. I want to see Mark's use that right rear up a little bit on that uh, on that wall up at Port Royal. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Brent doesn't need to do Port Royal on that fair race. He don't need to be. Oh, they might not be having the fair. Oh, no church. No fair fan. food. No, because Brent's one of the guys yeah. that loves the 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 turkey dinner.
4: Hey, he's got a deal. He's
3: got a deal. Two for one special. Yeah, two for neat stuff. I'll tell you what, love Barry Jackson, that's for sure. Hey, we need to step away. We are going to talk about another great wrench turner in just a moment.
4: We are. We are team driving.
1: Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers, whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, We have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength.
3: Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. That's aggressive hydraulics. They probably design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States, And you can check out their video at www.aggressiveholics.com. Aaron, we've talked about it. Just like Racing Components, they use uh, aggressive hydraulic purpose-built hydraulic cylinders to perform for custom-specific applications.
4: Yep, they design and manufacture of mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. They have a no-one-size-fits-all approach.
3: There you have it. So aggressive hydraulics. Love those people. That is for sure. All right, we also love the people in turn number two at Knoxville. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Mm -hmm. Hank Henry, or Granville Hank Henry, had a birthday earlier this week. We would have celebrated his birthday. John Mahoney, Dick Whalen, Steve Stapp earlier this week. Bob Kinzer later this week. Sherry Uh,
4: Hodnett earlier this week.
3: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yes, exact Sherry Hodnett. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Doc uh, McKenzie. Today is the birthday, you called him earlier, your buddy. (laughs) Guy Forbrook. 2017 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. His father, Dick, raced in Minnesota in the vicinity, had a lot of success. Guy raced until a traffic car accident left him in a wheelchair. But he started building cars, nearly 300 wins, 11 Knoxville Track Championships later. Danny Lasoski 149 wins together. Now listen to this. You want to talk about most of these are or will be in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame as well. Jack Haudenshield, Terry McCarl, Johnny Herrera, Steve Kinzer, Jimmy Vassar, Greg Hodnett, Tyler Walker, Jeff Shepard, Sammy Swindell, Tim Kating, J.D. Johnson, Mark Dobmeyer, Craig Dolansky, Carrie Madsen, and Aaron Crocker. woo Woo! Man, you're yeah, on impressive that list. list right there. Sweet. Yeah, Absolutely. Guy Forbrook, boy, there's another guy that is 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 pretty intense when it comes to his racing. Oh as well. yeah, 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 I
4: can yeah. I can speak for that uh, <laughs> firsthand. We had some good heated conversations. I bet,
3: but really uh, it is. Uh, but but they don't come any better than Guy Forbrook. Just no, a great, he's great a player.
4: and I think that says a lot about him. You know, we had that that experience of racing together. We didn't do that well, but the car was always well maintained. He's great. He's had a ton of success with other drivers. We split, and we're still buddies.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. It really is. Really fun stuff, that's for sure. Uh, on our YouTube page, go on there mm-hmm. and, and YouTube Guy Forbrook. Uh, last year, I did a sit-down with him, and it's on our YouTube page. And uh, to get his whole story, it is it is good stuff. Man, He is he's phenomenal. So really, really fun stuff. Of course, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. How about this? The winner of the Corvette, Tom Yeager. From Hickory, North Carolina,
4: Wow, yeah, how about Local. that
3: from Hickory, North Carolina, the Greg Hodnett display is ongoing as well, and you can find out more at www.sprintcarstuff.com that's sprintcarstuff.com All right, we're continuing on. This is always a weird time of the year because Knoxville is over, but this is a weird year because it's not the national, okay, but it's still the timing of the yeah, national and we just we just just and you don't know what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. World of All-Noss Energy Sprint Cars, they're in North Dakota. At River Cities on Friday night, Red River Valley on Saturday. Wilmot, now this one there, they announced this today. I was up there a couple mm. weeks ago. Um, Friday night, they got the IRA versus the All-Stars. So that's going to be a big one on Friday yeah. night. The All-Stars go to Plymouth, Indiana on Saturday. The IRA stays there for a regular show on Saturday night. So uh, set up camp up there at Wilmot and have yourself a good race weekend. Attica Raceway Park, they have uh, Friday and Saturday night racing, okay? and um. Central Pennsylvania, Williams Grove, Lincoln, Port Royal, and Sunday night at Baps. Now, Barry mentioned this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Port Royal, five times the fun one night because they've had a couple rainouts here yeah. recently after heat races. Four tens, three features Oof. a complete shell, okay? A makeup feature from 815, and the $10,000 to win Living Legends feature. They don't do anything normal at Port Royal, do they?
4: I don't know if I've ever heard of that so, before. Barry yeah. said he's never done that. I mean, I mean two is three, like, whew.
3: They, well, I guess Williams Grove used to do a triple 20s. But. but that, Yeah, but none of them paid 10000 to win either.
4: Yeah. And this and, is like three separate.
3: Yeah. I mean, three, triple 20s is one program. Yeah. This is three, you know, I mean. They've lost their freaking minds up at Port Royal. <laughs> That's not anything. Okay? In a good way. In a good way, exactly. Plus the um, pass, IMCA 305s, there's number four. And number five is the USAC Eastern Sprints. Okay. Now, so, okay, and I was thinking about this. I'm like, nobody has done that. And then I'm thinking about where we're where, where headed with MRN. Oh, yeah. We're doing a triple-double this week. A triple-double. Yeah, a triple-double. We've got ARCA and Sounds like an Friday. order at... Yeah. Yeah, oh, in and, oh, and out, oh, out. triple-double, baby, <laughs> animal style. Woohoo! Yeah. Um. Friday, we have ARCA and Trucks. Saturday and Sunday is the Drydeen Doubleheader Weekend, okay? And by the way, it is Drydeen Week here on MRN as we get ready for the Drydeen Doubleheader Weekend at Dover's Monster Mile. Learn more about the complete line of automotive, com- automotive, commercial, and industrial lubricants at drydeen.com. Drydeen.com the hardest-working brand in heavy-duty lubrication. Motor Racing Network, on Saturday, we have the Drydeen 200 at, like, 12 noon. And then at 3 o'clock, we have the Drydeen 311 Cup Race. (laughs) Saturday, at 1230, we have the Drydeen 200, second Drydeen 200 Xfinity Race, and the Drydeen 311. They're doing 311 laps for the Cup Races. That's neat. Yeah, it is. So hey, we got you, Port Royal. You get your three sprint car races. We're doing a triple-double. Triple-double. double Doubleheader Weekend. It animal really is, style. It is. Animal style. <laughs> yeah, Let's told not. What, I left uh, Daytona. I am telling you, of course, it was only 9 zillion and a half degrees down there. Okay? And I left there on Sunday night, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm good for a day or two. I'm good for a day or two. And then it struck me. We did four at Daytona. Yeah. We're on six at Dover. I mean, but 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 kudos, and I know this is a sprint car show, but kudos to NASCAR. When we leave Dover Sunday night, caught up. That's wild. It is wild with the Cup Series, and we'll be soon with Xfinity and Trucks. I mean, there, there there's nobody in sports that's caught up. Yeah. There will be on Sunday night. NASCAR will be caught up. Everyone else has shrunk their seasons and gone to bubbles yep. and, and everything else. <laughs> NASCAR is going to be caught up. So uh, a tip of the cap to, to, to everyone that's pulled that off. It's, I'm telling you, there's been times where it's like, what in the wide world of sports are we doing here? But when we leave Dover on Sunday night with, after the Dry Dean doubleheader weekend, we go to Daytona for the last race of the regular mm-hmm. season, which was scheduled, and then right into the playoffs like nothing ever happened, except for we're all exhausted. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh good stuff so hey fun boy what a fun week we've had a good time really has been fun that is for sure uh wing nation apparel is available at www.wingnation.com wingnation.com will be available at uh this weekend at wilmot and at plymouth indiana on the all-star circuit of champions trailer Mention the youtube page with guy forbrook that is one of many many interviews on our youtube page all kinds of great stuff there twitter and facebook and uh how about this Coming up this weekend, the North Pole Nightmare. Bill Baylog on our TV show tonight on Rev TV in Canada and on Saturday morning on MAV TV, the North Pole Nightmare. Mm. Oh, man. Love, Love that loves, nickname. Love some Bill Baylog. That is for sure. Graduate of North Pole. High. How about oh. that? Oh, yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Great stuff. So really, really fun. Hey, I'm telling you what. I mentioned this when we got done. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation mm-hmm. with Barry Jackson as much as we did, Aaron. Man, that, that guy, yeah. I could listen to him all day long. Me
4: too. I could have kept picking his. I know. I'm sitting here looking at the clock. I think, saw I, you look at the clock a yeah.
3: few times. I'm like, uh, more, one, one more, more, one more, one more. Exactly. So fun, fun stuff. That is for sure. Hey, we appreciate everyone joining us here. Barry for joining us particularly, but all the rest of you checking us out here on Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean, by DRF Racing Oils, and by Hercules Tires.